stay there. You know what? I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference. And I believe that we all have something to offer, something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life. I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves. And I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves. I want you to step into who you truly are and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Howdy and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. This week I wanted to talk about the power of ideas. You know, how many times do we have an idea in our head and we go, oh yeah, that'd be good actually, that'd be um, that'd be a good solution for that or oh, imagine if somebody invented something that would help something, cure something, fix something, I don't know, make this easier and, and oftentimes we have a little, you know, I don't know, what do you call it, like an imagination, a pondering. We sit there and go, mm, a little daydream about that. And then we go, eh, anyway, n- not for me to do, or maybe one day someone will do it, or I'll never be able to do that. You know, so, so many of those things that go through our mind. However, what if we persisted? What if we said, you know, this is important. And I think I can do something. Now, today I want to talk about, I was just reading Thread Magazine, which is an online magazine, started by a friend of mine, Jenk Oz, in um, England when he was 17, uh, 16 actually. And I'm he, I, I'm trying to get Jenk on. And every time we just about start to organize it, he, he sort of runs off somewhere else in the world to receive another award. He's absolutely fantastic. Um, But anyway, I was reading uh, Thread Magazine this morning and uh, there's this article about... Now, I'm going to get this name wrong and I don't know how to reference it. I don't know how to find out what how to really say it. But his name is, I think, Heman Beckel. And I'll spell it H-E-M-A-N and his surname B-E-K... E-L-E. Well, he's a 14-year-old boy from Virginia and he started his life in, he was born in um, Ethiopia and he's so, I don't know, just so bloody amazing because he's just one America's top young scientist after developing a bar of soap that could help treat melanoma. Now, I absolutely love this because this this is where we kind of go, ah, uh, the scientists, the researchers, the experts, you know, all the medical, clinical people, they're all in their building and they're working on it, you know, and we keep throwing money at it and we don't get, we don't get results, we don't get cures, you know, and we're constantly frustrated, we're constantly affected, impacted by losing people we love to cancer and frustrated by why can't they just find a cure, you know? Maybe don't get me started because I actually think we have already found it. But let's just talk about Heman. I'm going to call him Heman. And uh, if, if I'm getting that wrong, I apologise. And Heman, if you ever listen to this, well, one, I apologise if I get your name wrong. But two, get on the show. Like, 
come on. If anyone does know him, in, um, uh, I would love to interview him. So just, you know, let's try and get hold of him. I don't know how, but maybe that'll come. Um, so he's developed a bar of soap that it can help treat melanoma. And the idea of it is, now I'm not a scientist, I'm not, he's he's one of the America's top young scientists, so, you know, he knows what he's talking about. I'm not in that, that league of scientists. But what I understand about it is that you, by scrubbing it into your skin, it activates the immune system. So let me, um, let me read something because I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, the soap contains certain molecules that stimulate the immune system, meaning that when someone uses it, it can revive cells in the skin so they can fight melanoma. It's built on the practices already used by doctors around the world who treat skin cancer by ramping up our body's natural immune system response against cancer cells. And so he's decided to do this with um, a bar of soap. Now, he also talks about um, while he was researching his project, he was shocked to discover how how unavailable treatment was and especially treatment that was cheap to produce and simple to apply. According to uh, Insider Magazine, melanoma treatments in the US, just the US alone, cost around $8.1 billion annually. And this big, this uh, Heman estimates that he could make 20 bars of soap for just $10. Now, keeping in mind that um, everybody could afford those bars of soap, uh, not everybody can afford really expensive treatment. And when we're talking about Australia, yes, our um, most of our treatment is free or, you know, at least um, accessible. We can get it through the healthcare system. In the US, um, you've got to have insurance or you can't get it. Uh, and a lot of people just don't have access to good medical, um, medical care, which we in Australia probably find that horrific that a, a developed country like America doesn't give access to everybody. Um, but there's also a lot of uh, developing countries that are just absolutely, you know, just, I don't know, so burdened with poverty that most people can't um, access any kind of care. So for the for $10 for 20 bars of soap, can actually change people's lives and I just absolutely I just love this story and I think that um we've we're, I think how many ideas just fall by the wayside simply because we think well like we don't have the capacity to do it now of course we're not scientists and we did we wouldn't know that we had to stimulate the immune system but I, I'm so big on this, you know, don't throw ideas in the rubbish. If you don't know how to do them, write them up on your wall, put them on a post-it note or put a poster up on your wall or do something like just put it out there so that the universe hears you saying, you know what, I'd really love to find the answer to this and and ask other people, hey, you know what I'm thinking? This. And sometimes we don't do it because we're scared someone's going to steal our idea. But if it matters enough... Is it? Are you doing it because you want the reputation? You want the, 
you know, kudos for doing it or you're doing it because you really care about saving lives and changing the world. So I think that's the first question that we have to ask. I think if someone else steals it and they do the work and then you didn't have to do it, that's great. You can go spend your time doing something else. But anyway, also I want to talk about um, Jack and Draker. Now, I wrote the book Magnificent Kids in 2014 and where I uh, got... Um, 23 superheroes from around the world to share their story about what they were working on and I'm only sharing Jack's story because it's in line with the one that I just shared with you and clearly I wrote the book in 2014 so he was Jack was 16 then and so now he'd be well into his 20s and still doing amazing things he's one of them um is uh, one of the most celebrated scientists, you know, in the US now. So, but this is his story. When he was 16, a close family friend passed away from pancreatic cancer. Jack didn't even know what a pancreas was, much less pancreatic cancer. So he started researching it on the internet and he was shocked to discover that over 85% of pancreatic cancer patients are diagnosed late when a per so so late, in fact, that the pe- the person only has less than 2% chance of survival. So what he's saying, he asked himself, well, hang on, if we found this earlier, would people actually survive? And he learned that, um, he learned that, yes, they would, but the modern method of testing for pancreatic cancer is a 60-year-old test, which now would be 70 years by, by now, um, that can cost over $800 and misses more than 30% of cancers. So he decided, right, there's got to be a better way. So he started trolling through the internet, finding what he could. Now, this is way beyond me, but he found an interesting article on single-walled carbon nanotubes. I have no idea what that is, but thank God Jack found it. Um, So these little tubes of carbon are like superheroes of material science. They're smaller than a strand of hair and have amazing electrical properties. So he smuggled that into his high school biology class and was reading the book under his desk, hoping not to be found while the teacher was lecturing on about antibodies. And all of a sudden, Jack realized, hey, wait a second. What if I combined... What I was, what he was reading about, which was single-walled, single-walled carbon nanotubes, and combine them with what he was supposed to be learning about antibodies, and what if those two together could come up with a way to detect pancreatic cancer? And of course, he says the idea had a million holes in it. But he started patching them up over summer and he sent out emails to over 200 professors in his area in America um, who were studying anything to do with uh, pancreatic cancer, included his um, design materials list, you know, budget timeline, all that kind of stuff, and sat back waiting, expecting actually all the... um, uh, acceptances to roll in hey man that's fantastic come into my uh what do you call it research lab and work with me on this and and he received 
199 rejections out of his 200. So that before I go on about Jack, that brings me to another point. Um, we, we so often do things because we're so worried about rejection. And I always say rejections are redirections. It's just you know, it, it just is the way it is. It's not a re- it's not a personal rejection. People aren't rejecting us personally. It's just like, no, that doesn't suit me now. So, so just that's okay. Just let it be. And when we talk, when I talk about them being redirections, they direct you to somewhere else. So the hundred ninety nine rejected him, but that redirected him to one person who said he was a Dr. Matra from of John Hopkins, Johns, Ho- Johns Hopkins, I don't know, that must be a hospital. Anyway, and he said, maybe. And so then he went in there, he ended up going into that clinic and that lab and started working on it. And he worked nights, weekends, holidays, you name it. Finally came up with a small paper strip, the size of a diabetic, diabetic test strip, that can detect, I'm going to get this wrong, but I'll say it, mesothelin, a biomarker for pancreatic cancer with excellent sensitivity and specificity. Specificity. <laughs> anyway, you know what I mean. And so anyway, uh, this little test strip that he discovered is accurate um, it picks it up early so that people have a greater chance of living. And before I said that it costs um, $800 for the old test that isn't accurate. And this one of Jack's costs around three cents and it's extremely accurate and it's saving lives. And that just was because he lost a friend, a family friend, and started to wonder about it. And I love the power of wonder as well. It's like, I wonder if, what if? And that's what he did. And now he's saving lives. Now, he was actually, I said he was 16, but he was 15. So he was fifth, Jack was 15. He's found a a way of detecting pancreatic cancer really early, really cheaply, really accurately and saving lives. And then we've also got young Heman, if I'm saying that right, is a 14-year-old boy who discovered that if we use his soap with particular molecules in it, it stimulates our immune system and it has a great chance of curing or at least reducing the impact of melanoma. Now, they're just two examples, and I think they are brilliant. It's still, again, it talks about age, 14-year-old, 15-year-old. I can't say how many times I bang on about young people having so many solutions that we don't even know about because half the time we don't even ask them. But they also don't have that barrier that we have. It's like we don't do things because we have all these fears, a fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of criticism. You know, what if it doesn't work? Who gives a toss? Who cares if it doesn't work? Like we will never know if we don't give it a crack. And we talk about, you know, Edison, like how many times, I don't know what it was, 1,000 or 10,000, I actually don't remember. And I should have looked it up. But it, but anyway, I never do because I always think of things off the top of my head. Well, whatever it was, he had so many tries at the light bulb before he actually got it and and the Henry Ford you know so many cracks at building an engine and I don't know what about 
you know, Michael Jordan, how many goes did he have before he hit the big league? Like, there's so many stories out there, hundreds and hundreds of stories. Um, Steve Jobs got the sack from Apple, and then he had had the courage and the, you know, he could have said he failed and walked away, and but he ended up being the CEO, coming back and being the CEO. I just think that we have all these barriers in our minds as adults, you know, and we've learnt to protect ourselves and what have you and they're just bloody ridiculous honestly they are and the young people don't have those same barriers and we should not be uh imposing them on them either you know we should just be letting them have a little bit of free reign with their ideas and believing that that they can because and they should believe they can because they do so anyway if you are harboring a fantastic idea that could be saving lives and even if it's not to the point that it's saving lives, even if it's just making a difference for somebody, making something easier for somebody. It, like, look at look at the, um, uh, I can't think of the word, assistive technology, you know, that people with disabilities use, like a, like a fork that straps to your hand. How simple is that? And that actually gives a person with disability the opportunity to feed themselves rather than the have a lack of dignity you know waiting around for someone else to shovel food into your mouth like that is just a simple strap around your hand so if if that changes life so if you've got an idea sitting there somewhere please please think deeper on it and further on it and if you seriously just don't even have the answers now but you just think it's a good idea like i said stick it up on your wall with a post-it note or do a poster with all your thoughts on it stick it up on the wall Talk to someone about it. Just get it out there because, God, the world needs your idea. Anyway, uh, that's what I wanted to share this week. And again, I'll say it. If anybody knows Heman Beckel, I'm probably saying that wrong, but if you know the one I'm talking about, 14-year-old young scientist, America's top young scientist of of the year, inventing the soap that helps heal cure melanoma please 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 let me know how to get in touch with him because I would love to have him on this podcast and I bet you'd love to listen to him as well all right that's it from me um have a fantastic week and start getting your idea out there into the universe and get it moving all right thanks see you next week Thanks for joining me. As always, I hope this episode inspired you. If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughan.com, tinker around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode, just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.